0: This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Sunday. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Here to recap another New York Jets loss, where the offense once again sets new standards for futility in the modern NFL. Jets fall to the Atlanta Falcons today at MetLife Stadium 13-8 on a very rainy day. They fall to 4-8 and eight on the season. They have now lost five straight games. And frankly, they're very lucky to not be on a six-game losing streak because the last game they won was that miracle comeback against the Giants right after their bye-bye. Uh, The only good thing I could say about this game is my hat is off to any fans who went to this game today because you knew going in that this was not going to be a pretty game to watch. These are two offensively challenged football teams. The Jets are not playing well. You sat out in the rain on a nasty day in the Meadowlands. So my hat's off to you. My hand is also off to the New York Jets defense who deserve a much better fate than what they've been given by this offense this year. This, this Jets defense played a phenomenal game. They held the Falcons to 13 points. They allowed three yards per play. They even scored points. They had a safety in the first half to give the Jets an early two, nothing lead. And I say this only half jokingly when the Jets got on the board, it was a tackle in the end zone, kind of Quinn and Williams and Ashton Davis combining for a safety. I was somewhat hoping the Jets would be able to pull this game off two nothing, but you know, you can't expect the defense to shut the the Falcons out and put two points on the board, and it's many of the same stories. I mean, this Jets offense is just not good enough, and that's an understatement. This offense has nothing going for it. There is nothing this offense can turn to right now, and it's inexcusable because there are at least two very good players on this offense, but I think you have to look at a number of places, and the first place I look at is the quarterback position. And, yes, part of it's watching Tim Boyle in this game, but part of it's just me not understanding – in any sense, why Tim Boyle was chosen to start this game. I I gave the Jets the benefit of the doubt last week when they put him in against the Miami Dolphins on Black Friday, and I should not have. I should not have trusted this coaching staff. I don't know why. You know, you always lean towards saying, oh, the coaches see something we don't. I know Tim Boyle's record. You know Tim Boyle's track record. He was a bad college quarterback. He's shown very little in what NFL experience he's gotten so far during his career. Uh, but I thought, well, maybe they see something in practice. Well, he threw him out there last week against Miami, and he was terrible. Now, after that, I don't know how you can go back to Boyle in this game. I mean, there's there's only one explanation, and that's, you know, no matter who plays quarterback, you're not going to get very good play because we saw Trevor Simeon come into this game in the fourth quarter and look horrible. He easily could have had four to five fumbles. You know, he was very lucky on a couple of multiple fumbles and could have had a couple more. They came close to stripping the ball out from him a couple other times. So that no matter what you do at quarterback – It's an ugly situation for the Jets. And listen, I understand it. I get it. There are not many teams built to play a full season without their starting quarterback, especially after you you make all these moves in the offseason, especially after you bring in Aaron Rodgers. But there's really no excuse for Tim Boyle to be on an NFL roster, much less starting a game. And it's not even like if the Jets got average quarterback play, they would have won this game. If the Jets got like bad quarterback play, if the Jets got awful quarterback play, they probably win this game. This quarterback plays so bad, I'm not sure a word has been invented for it. I mean, what does Tim Boyle bring to the table? He can't make reads. I mean, how many – there are probably two or three big plays where Garrett Wilson's wide open and he's looking at him. He just doesn't throw him the ball. He doesn't push the ball down the field. And you know why? Because you saw that ducky threw in the second half that Jesse Bates picked off, which was just a horrible throw. Uh, He's just not a a guy who has any business being on an NFL field. And I don't want to, like – act like Trevor Simeon's a great option? Because we know he's not. I said that the day he was signed. I've been pretty consistent about that. But I can't help but wonder, like, if the Jets had given Simeon a full week of practice, at least gotten him comfortable with the game plan, instead of throwing him out there in the fourth quarter cold, could they produce one drive? I mean, look, we saw Simeon's flaws in this game on full display. Again, I'm not acting like Trevor Simeon's great, but in a game where your defense allows three yards per play, where your defense puts points on the board, you're telling me that, like, they couldn't have j- developed one drive in this game. Look, a lot of it has to go to Nathaniel Hackett, who, once again, is producing one of the least pro- prolific offenses in the NFL. And you know what? I don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers talk about I won the MVPs in, in Hackett's system when Rodgers goes on the McAfee Show. Aaron Rodgers also won a lot of MVPs in different systems. You won a lot of MVPs in Mike McCarthy's system. You know, if if you need Aaron Rodgers, a hall immortal quarterback, to run your system to show it's effective, well, it's not a very good system. You could talk about the receivers. I mean, at least Xavier Gibson kind of showed up in this one. But the Jets receivers are not that good. I mean, Alan Lazard certainly did not seem like he got the message after his benching last week. You know, he came up and gave you nothing again. The offensive line, again, a ninth different starting combination on this offensive line for a line where ever, even if everybody had stayed healthy, if ever, even if they'd gone with the original plan, was not very good. This offense is getting to the point where it's setting records for futility. They can't generate anything. And it doesn't matter how well the defense plays. This was an excellent defensive performance. I mean, if the Jets scratch out one touchdown on offense, the storyline of this game is how the defense carried them to victory. But it doesn't matter how well the defense plays. I mean, the Jets had to win this game. The only way the Jets were going to win this game is if they won it 2-0. And it's the same story every single week. It doesn't matter what they do. Now, part of it's because the alternatives are not that great. But part of it's just that this offense is uh, the big part of it's just they don't have the pieces uh, it's unbelievable how bad this offense is I've seen horrible Jets offenses before I mean I've most of my career as a fan watching the Jets I've watched them challenge the what the upper limits of offensive utility I'm not sure I've ever seen it this bad now head on the lockdown jets podcast I'm not done with the offense we're going to keep ranting about the offense because this is just embarrassing and we'll talk about it more as we continue this Sunday edition of lockdown Jets The show is sponsored by better help you know this time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change it's something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on therapy has so many benefits it's helpful for learning positive coping skills how to set boundaries it empowers you to be, to be the best version of yourself and it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma if you're thinking of giving therapy a try Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash locked on. Again, it's BetterHelp. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used Game Time myself. Back in August, I went to the U.S. Open Tennis. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I went to a Broadway show, found great tickets, super easy app to use. I highly recommend it. I think it's great. And you know, Jets are not very good this year. I'm sure there're gonna be a lot of tickets for the last couple of home games available. Sometimes those games can be fun, even when the Jets are out of the mix. Sometimes you can find very affordable tickets, great seats. Game Time's the place to look for them. You should take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N F L. It's one word with no space. LockedOnNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast on this Sunday. We're recapping a Jets loss as they fought the Atlanta Falcons 13-8. That score tells the story, doesn't it? And the saddest thing is, I don't think you would have been surprised if I told you the Jets would lose 13-8 going into this game. That's how bad the offense is right now for the New York Jets. Part of it's not their fault. I know they lost Aaron Rodgers. They've had a million injur- injuries on the offensive line. They've had to have nine different starting offensive line combinations in 12 games. That makes it tough. But a lot of this is the Jets' fault. A lot of it's their failure to address certain spots in the offseason. Their plan A at the offensive line was not very good. Their plan A at wide receiver was not very good. You can go back to what we talked about in July and August. These aren't second guesses. You knew it as well as I did that the Jets did not build these units as strong as they could have. There were opportunities this offseason. There, are, there were opportunities in years past where the Jets could have made these units stronger and failed to do it. And, you know, if you look at what's happened this year, I mean, a lot of it's the Jets' fault. A lot of it's just their failure to plan. I mean, Dalvin Cook in this game, you know, I can get over that the, the announcers are talking to the Jets' coaching staff, and the Jets' coaching staff says, We got to get Dalvin Cook more involved in the game. What have you been watching all season? Well, how do you think getting this guy more involved is helpful to you? Well, what? how did Dalvin Cook get involved? Well, he was part of two turnovers. He fumbled the ball away in the first half that led to an Atlanta score. And then on a critical drive, he missed a block that led to a fumble. You know, I, you know, I, I don't want to criticize the Jets too much because I do think they've been mixing it up on offense. I think they've been trying different personnel groupings. I think that they've they've they benched guys. But why is Dalvin Cook, I mean, of all the people who deserve to be benched, Dalvin Cook's number one. And if anything, it seems like they're trying to get him more involved. I mean, what are they watching with this guy? It's really difficult to understand. It's difficult to understand a lot of the stuff that's going on with this coaching staff you know, the play calling just continues to be horrific. I mean, the last, I, I, you could pick a million different things in this game, but the, the last drive where they tried two deep balls to Tyler Conklin, who's you know not a deep threat, you know, Garrett Wilson, how, I mentioned it earlier, Garrett Wilson a couple times, at least two to three times was open for a big play and Tim Boyle's not even looking to him. And say what you will about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had a lot of sins as a quarterback, but one thing he did do is he tried to force feed the ball to Garrett Wilson, which makes sense because this wide receiver group's not that good. So you got to, Give your number one receiver heavy targets. It's not something Tim Boyle is doing. In fact, I almost feel happy for Zach Wilson, and I'm kind of glad he was benched. I said this during the early part of the season. uh, Zach Wilson's not very good. We know Zach Wilson's probably not going to have much of a career here after this season. But these issues go so much deeper than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was not the only problem with the offense. And now I think that with none of these gone, because Zach Wilson's like kind of a loaded topic in the Jets fan base. And I think people lost their patience, not completely unfairly with him because of the struggles he's had, but these offensive struggles go so much deeper. And I almost wonder whether it's a better thing for the Jets to lose these games because of their offense, because then maybe the people making the decisions will see that they have failed in a lot of areas. And Aaron Rodgers, if he was playing, I'm sure the offense would be better, but the idea that this would be a Super Bowl team, if all you do is insert Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think that that week by week is becoming a much tougher argument to make. And I think that it, maybe the Jets need to just be, maybe this just needs to be made completely obvious for the New York Jets. And that means just losing more games. Because look, at four and eight, the, season, the playoffs are done. The, this team's not coming back to make the playoffs. The season's essentially over. They're playing out the string. And that will probably short circuit this you know, crazy idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to be put back into the lineup before he's ready. And there was a lot of danger in that that I think they'll probably avoid now. But this offense, it, it, the worst thing is, like, there are no solutions. It's just going to keep being this bad over the final five weeks of the season. we got five more weeks to watch of this horrible offense, and they're going to lose plenty more games because of it. And, look, there are some, there's some things you can excuse, like losing your quarterback, but there's a lot you can't excuse. There's a lot that's happened because of the decisions the Jets have made, the failure to find any sort of quality depth at quarterback, the failure to find good players at wide receiver or offensive line, the decision to hire Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think an offense could be this bad unless everything's failing and everything's failing for the Jets. Anyway, that's all for this special Sunday edition of Locked On Jets. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes like this after games as big news breaks. Tomorrow we'll have our fuller recap show. We'll go in more detail and what went wrong. Try and enjoy your Sunday evening, though. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets-Falcons.